0: Good afternoon. Um, I'm here today for another conversation with Rach and I'm with Rhiannon Moritz. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. <laughs> and Rhiannon's got the Remedy Physio and Pilates uh, studio which is in Narrogin, and more recently she opened um, another one in Kulin. So she now has two locations and the Remedy Physio and Pilates was our winner of the Nationals uh, team engagement and workplace culture award at the recent Wheatbelt Business Excellence Awards, which was an incredible achievement, and um, that was a new category for this um, awards actually. And given the uh, economic environment and all the issues around staff retention and trying to attract staff and whatnot, we thought it was quite a timely um, one to put in because being able to build a team and um, and and keep. Key staff especially, is something that really, um, I think, puts those businesses that are able to do it sort of uh, a step ahead of everyone else. So I'd like to congratulate you on that. And, yeah, so what, I mean, what sort of a winning an award like that, what does that mean for your business, Rhiannon?
1: Um, I think it's definitely, it was, I think it was definitely the most beneficial award for us to win because, yeah, obviously we, um, recruit skilled staff, so yeah. either Pilates instructors or physiotherapists, yep. and um, yeah, not being in the city where there's universities readily available and lots of physio students around, it does make it challenging. Um, and at the same time, it's the yeah most difficult time for recruitment in the physio and health industry in the past decade. So oh, right. um, yeah, that plus um living rurally definitely makes it a challenge. So to be able to advertise and showcase to potential yeah. team members that we have a workplace where we are, you know, we're cultivating a really good culture, we're yep. supportive to our team, um, and that team is a high priority is a really, really valuable thing for
0: us. Yeah, and I guess a recognition of that means that it gives it that that legitimacy as well, that you're not actually just saying it, you've you've proven it. So yeah. yeah um, so, so, so how do you attract, you know, um, God, I've got a million one questions I want to ask around this, but um, you know, like firstly, maybe having a business with, you know, professional um, employees in a place like Narrington and then Coolen, how do you attract people out there and and um and I mean we are so lucky to have I, I do Pilates once a week and um, I can tell you it is the most fantastic um, thing I think I had ever done in my life. So, the you know, the regional areas are really lucky to have you providing that service out there for one. Um, yeah, so how do you, you know, sort of go about attracting them and getting them to narragin and Coolen? Um,
1: Well, the general rule is that we're always hiring. So we have to always be prepared to take an opportunity if someone is, yeah. is willing to um, be... I guess, within our team or move to our community. Um, And there's a lot of things that I've learned along the way. Um, I have a great support network of other clinic owners um, that have been really useful in sharing different tips and tricks. The main things that we have introduced um, have been essentially making a connection with new graduates in the unis. Um, So this year we just finished up having um, three fourth-year physiotherapy graduates come and work with us for a two-week period as an assistant. So yes. this is a paid role where essentially they are shadowing me. Um, yep. They may do treatment notes. They'll help out doing different things and they have the opportunity to treat clients as well. And it just the idea behind that is to give them a little bit more experience. Mm. A lot of physiotherapy graduates have r- quite poor um practice and experience at the moment because of the limitations of the last two years. Yes. So for us to be able mm. to say, hey, come and come and spend some time in our clinics, see what a day-to-day looks like, um, you know, real life, not via telehealth, and, yes. and experience what it's like to work rurally, um, it's just bridging that gap between graduating in the city and actually yep. going to a rural town. Um, on top of that, I'm very privileged that the rest of our team really um love having them around you know yeah. and they'll go out and they're playing mixed netball on the Monday night I think cool. the other week yeah. they all went to corporate balls together um yeah. you know going out to the farm and being being able to experience what it's like going out on a farm we went yabby fishing all those um, sorts of things although that did spark a big conversation as to whether it's a yabby juggy Marron. Oh, right. Yeah. That's another conversation. Um,
0: <laughs> we can yeah. have a whole
1: one on that. <laughs> that was very, there's very intense conversations around that. Um, yeah. So I guess just bringing them into country life and saying like, you know, yeah, this, how is cool we live, is. this is what it is and not only that, but just letting them experience how amazing it is to, to treat clients in a smaller community. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're having conversations with your clients where you've got several different connections with them and yes. you're talking about the netball game on the weekend because you played a game <laughs> or something else that happened. And I think that is a big part of it. They just go like, wow, this is, you know, you're, you become so involved in the community and yeah. then they'll see that client at the shops later on and they see the impact that you have on their life yeah. in, such a, in such a closeness. Yes. Um, so that is, yeah, that is a big, big part of it is to try and just get people out to the country so they can experience what it's like.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're and fall in love already. with it.
1: Yeah, and just <laughs> and bridge that gap. Um, so that is our main strategy. Like, I mean, there's other things on top of that. Like we offer obviously significantly higher salaries than what they do in the city. That is just what we, Jeez. that is just something that we need to work into our business. It is yeah. what it is. Um, offering rentals. We help to organise the rentals that our team will be staying in um, and yep. try trying as much as we can to make things simpler. And then there's fantastic support from groups like Rural Health West, who will pay for a team member to have everything shipped down. They will pay for all of the costs of them moving. Um, as yep. rural physiotherapists, we can have courses paid for. We can go over east to go for courses. Um, and we've got a really, good, a really strong um, support network in that as well so highlighting a lot of these mm. things you know you're not yeah. just going to nowhere and working um, but highlighting a lot of the benefits and highlighting and creating more support for people to come down and bridge that gap is is really well
0: wow. it's yeah. bloody awesome because and it gives it gives those those working there as well so much more I guess more meaning and job satisfaction when they they get to see and experience their you know their their clients in in probably so many more aspects and different ways than the, what they would in the city you just don't yeah. you know in the city you don't have you don't you don't generally run into your clients on the sporting field or in the or in the shops because you know the numbers sort of thing. So that is yeah. so good to hear. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a bit about, um, so, you you know, you've you've been in um, narrogen for a while now and you opened Kulin, when was that? Was that last year? When did you start the Kulin? Um, um, so video? we
1: started consulting in Kulin earlier this year, so earlier in 2022. Um, yep. It was a way, the whole purpose, I guess, of the remedy has really been that I want, people in rural areas to have an outstanding health service yep. and being from the eastern wheat belt myself being having the opportunity to come out to coolin which is a little bit further east there's less services those sorts of mm. things just meant yep. that I could i guess fulfill that why in terms of why I set yeah. the business up um we were offered a great opportunity um through the cool and shy where we can so we currently rent a consulting room at the free Bend recreation center so we've got yep. beautiful facilities um, and we have a fantastic gym here as well that we utilize with our clients yeah um, everything is really well looked after if anyone knows much about the and community you know that they're very progressive mm. they're very committed to their town um, yes. and so we are very well supported here so um, we haven't opened a clinic per se, um, yeah. but we present here um, a couple days a week, which is only right. something that's going to increase um, in the coming year. So that's yeah. really
0: exciting. Fantastic. So a fair bit of travel for you then?
1: A little bit. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I live half an hour away from Narogen as it is. So yeah,
0: I saw that. <laughs> so where, whereabouts did you grow up?
1: So I originally grew up in hyden um, yeah, my family have a sheep and mixed grain farm um, and my yep. parents run an earth-moving business as well. So yep. um, my parents and my two older brothers are in Hayden yep. now and then I went to Perth, the standard, went to boarding school, yep. um, finished boarding school, stayed in Perth, did uni um, and I spent about six years of my career in Perth um, yes. working in private practice and then I moved out, met my husband, well, wasn't my husband then, but um, <laughs> yep. and he him moved out to the farm and sort of well, we had we had the conversations of, should we open a business um, and what would this look like? and is this something that we think we could actually pull off? Um, both slightly a little bit too ambitious, but it seems <laughs> it seems to work out at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, I shifted down, we started our renovations, we renovated our whole clinic in Narigen together and yep. with the help of family um and then yeah. managed to open that of in March of 2020 so yep. there was a good well, end of March there was a good month there where i considered um whether i'll be um, mowing lawns or cutting yes. firewood or yeah it's a bit daunting Gee. when you um quit your job right in the middle of it you're in the country spent all your money on a business
0: and yep. you're not allowed to open the doors but um yeah it so, all worked out eventually Oh, that's fabulous. So what, what's your husband's involvement with your business with you? Um, a gentle ear sometimes. Yep. yep. We all need them. Um, we definitely all need those. But yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. So my husband, Wade, essentially, is he's separate to the operations side of the business. Um, yep. Yeah. He is on their family farm with uh, two other brothers and his parents yep. as well. So his time is tied up there, Um, but definitely in the planning and the preparation phase and in the building and renovating phase, he was a very big part of it. Um, And now working together, you know, looking forward, and this would be a common thought pattern for many women in business, looking forward Mm -hmm. at starting a family and what options Mm -hmm. we have around that. Um, Obviously, he is a very big involvement of that because without his support, it is going to be really difficult for me to be able to juggle several things. Um, and so I guess working together as a team, not only in my business, but also in the farming business and having a lot of conversations about what that looks like is, is really important. Um, so while he's not directly in the business, yeah, he's definitely a very big part of everything that happens.
0: Yeah, that's dead right. Yeah. That's fabulous. Um, it's very exciting and just, um, yeah, I still, the fact that we can, you know, I said it, but just the fact that out in the wheatbelt belt and in these regional areas that, you know, people have access to those types of services um, just makes such a huge difference. So how do you, like, you know, how do you get the word out? How, what's part of your marketing strategy in building your clientele um, in both areas? Yes.
1: So social media has been a significant part of our marketing. Um, It's something that I had quite a significant interest in probably for the last two and a half years while I was in Perth. I was very privileged to be able to work quite closely to my boss in Perth um, and to sort of like learn a lot of what happens
0: Mm. in in
1: running the business um, before I shifted um, and so from the get-go, I wanted to be quite present on social media. It is a place where people spend most of their time, whether they would like to admit it or not. <laughs> yeah. They spend a significant portion of their time. And I think yeah. there is just a lot on social media that is either harmful or just not pushing you in a very healthy direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So I wanted to be present on social media in a way that was engaging for people, either put a smile on their face or they learned something yeah. from it. Yep. And that has been our main, um, I guess, strategy. Um, Yeah, we, it is a challenge. It is something that seems quite simple to just throw up a few posts every day, but something that is very, very difficult and something that we're continuously learning about as well. Yeah. you know, sometimes you've got the support to do it. Sometimes you don't, and you have to be the one that's putting things up, and it can can be quite challenging. So, yeah, yeah. Um, however, at the end of the day, it is a free service. You know, Instagram yeah, exactly. is free, TikTok is free, Facebook is free. Um, you and if you can connect with your audience, and if you can be really particular about what your audience is, then you yeah, can be in front of a lot of people every day. And sometimes that doesn't mean that you. Um, engage with every post, but it means that when you go out for coffee, you're having a conversation about our business um, mm. because you saw a post that morning or something just yes, popped up. Of top of mind. Yep. Exactly. And so that is a really important thing. I think a lot of businesses underestimate the power of social media just by being, yeah, top of mind and being the and being part of the conversation. Yeah, um, yep. you no, know, it's, and it is where people are spending their time. There is just a huge know amount do. of opportunity um, with social media. And if it's something that you don't feel skilled at, then it's something that you should outsource. I was talking to a business owner from Gemelling just the other day.
0: They yeah. outsource
1: $300 a week for all of their social media. Like yeah.
0: Yeah. for Money someone that might
1: seem outrageous, but for me, I think, well, that's, you know,
0: 10 yeah. hours
1: of paying someone. It's really not it's, a huge still- amount of cost compared to,
0: the outcome that you get from it and oh, how beneficial definitely. it is. Definitely, it's still cheaper than placing a one-off advert in a newspaper, um, yeah, where where it only gets seen for you know for one day, whereas that's a whole week's worth. You know, um, it's it is. I think it's it's definitely an investment, and and I think it does have good um, payback as well. Um, absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. Um, although I am a, a you know, I say that, and I think I haven't put a post on my business page for. Quite some time. I keep intending to but um, outsource
1: yeah outsource I know I know <laughs> um no it is very useful but I think as well for a lot of business owners it is a very scary thing if you haven't grown up with social media you just think what yeah. the hell is this and what am I meant to do but it is something that um yeah people really need to get themselves educated with learn a lot yeah. about um and, and it can be very powerful and even you know I mean you get down to the nitty gritty of it and you realise just how closely we are tracked. But you can track everything on your social media. Um, You know, you put an ad out in a newspaper. You can't actually see whether someone called up from that advertisement. But what you can track um, and the markers that you can see from your social media, you can tweak and change so many different things to really make it work for you. Um, So, yeah, it's a very, very powerful tool and definitely has been um, one of the biggest drivers in, in our marketing for
0: sure. Yeah, and and um and I imagine for you as well, you're you're very involved with sport within your community. Um, you know, you've kind of got a bit of a targeted um, market there with all the the different sports. You know, and sport being such a, an important facet within our rural communities, I imagine you know with the footy club and do you do much sponsorship or um, how do you sort of engage with all the clubs? Um, well, our physio, so our second physio, Scott,
1: that's in. Narajan, he's involved within their local football club and plays for them. Yep. Um, so, and he's he's a very community-minded person as well, which just goes a long way. Being active and involved in your community is yep. worth a lot more than throwing a five hundred dollars sponsorship yeah, at yeah, someone sure. a year. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. we're very open to being to being involved with sponsorship of different clubs, but I think it's more about showing up and being around yeah. um, and. Yep. Yeah, being involved in those things yourself. Um, this year was the first year that I was involved in netball in Narragin. Um, Football-wise, I actually travel out to Hayden throughout the winter um, and physio out at, yeah, for their football club. Um, yep. Just extending, well, changing up my day-to-day. Yeah. And, yeah, extending the scope of my practice, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and then involved in tennis, Um Scott's played a bit of cricket, not <laughs> hasn't had a lot of time out on the
0: pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's I guess I'm right in the middle of harvest. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think involvement goes a really long way, which is hard because business owners are all busy, everyone's busy doing mm. things. But if you can be actively involved in different events and clubs
0: within your area, mm. um, that makes a significant difference. Yeah. And also, you know. Um, it's good for your own personal me- mental health as well. To actually, um, I think, I think giving and 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 being involved in a community, as well as obviously the the benefits you get from physical exercise, but um, I think it really does help with mental health um, for yeah. all of us as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, have you got any any sort of funny stories or anecdotes that you can think of that that you know? have happened since you've opened, other than being stuck with bloody COVID right at the beginning? (laughs) Well, we've got – I
1: I think COVID's a blessing. COVID allowed me to stop, as it did for many people, allowed me to really stop before we got in the thick of it, which, um, Mm. yeah, after sort of starting out the business and it was a lot busier than I expected – um, yeah, yep. it was a blessing that I had that time just at home <laughs> wondering what I'm doing with my life. Um, yeah. We, and we were very well supported. I do feel there was a level of sympathy from the community that we had <laughs> this business that we couldn't start. So everyone thought, I'm going to go in there and give it a go because oh, the poor thing's built all of this and hasn't been able to open it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And I guess it's just been ongoing challenges. Um, We're very lucky to be a physiotherapy clinic because that has helped us um, to juggle different things about when we are allowed to open um, and and what we are allowed to do. That has been a blessing for us. We um, are very lucky that our team all took turns in getting COVID in the last year. Oh, years. that was
0: good of them. Yes.
1: <laughs> so that's been very good rather than all hit at once. It, yeah, um,
0: exactly.
1: But I guess it's just another one of those things that's in the back of your mind, um you know, mm-hmm. and then now coming into a time where there's a predicted recession for 2023, there's, um, yep. you know, different things that you're thinking about and you have to just be really smart um, and thoughtful about what you're doing and what you're planning, um, which has probably been the biggest lesson in business. Yeah. At the same time, you know, some of the best businesses in the world have come out of significant hardships. Like the global financial crisis in 2008, there was huge relevant businesses that are still running Mm. now. Um, That completely took over their area. And there's a big belief that a lot of resilience comes from those times of hardship. So Definitely. I really do yep. see COVID as a blessing um, and as, as a way for me to learn a lot of lessons in coming into business. And yep. hopefully that means that eventually there's
0: a few easy years ahead, but it's um, <laughs> yeah. probably unlikely, that's oh, okay. No, yeah, but it's not one thing. It's sort of another really, isn't it? But um, yeah, no, and, and and you, you did right there, you know, with recessions and things like that, but um, they tend make you tend to look at your operations and cash flow, and, and how you budget, and all sorts of things, and and run a leaner leaner operation, and um, and yeah, and having a great team around you is just another fantastic asset that you have too. Um, yeah. What's your go to app? Like, what what app could you not live without? Oh. Well.
1: I don't know, really. I'm a bit of a, um, I'm a little bit anti-phone.
0: <laughs> um, um, Wish so, I would.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, the app that I've probably spent most of my time on this year would be TikTok if we went and had a look at my phone. Um, <laughs> purely, purely from a, I don't know, it's fun watching interesting videos but point of view. It
0: is. yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. In terms of an app that we actually utilise in the business, um, if I was on more of a professional stance, uh, we utilise Slack quite significantly. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, professional communication basis. Um, yeah, the different channels that we've got there are between our admin team, our Pilates team, our physio team. I can communicate information across to the team in a professional manner on a professional Um, basis rather than text or Facebook Messenger and things like that. So that's a big one. Um, And then the other one that we use a lot lot that I love is Asana. So this is a uh, task-based app. And essentially we have all of our tasks set out in terms of what has to happen in each day or in Mm -hmm. each week or in each month.
0: Um, And it's very,
1: like a lot of things now, you know, zero is the same. It's very gamified. So yeah. you complete several tasks, tick off several tasks. You have a unicorn that goes across your page. Just <laughs> things like that. Like on zero when you get the big tick that you've completed your reconciliation. I know. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of money is invested into gamifying these apps, which actually yeah. makes them much more
0: enjoyable to use. I and hadn't heard that term, but it makes so much sense because it makes you feel so good.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's that little dopamine hit that everyone's looking for. Um yeah. so there too. Two apps that we use a lot um, in
0: terms of like the runnings and the running and the operations of the business. Yeah. 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 And I've got one last question for you, mm-hmm. um, and just as a tip for um, all our business owners out there that are that are watching or listening, um, what is what is one sort of exercise that they could do while they're sitting at their computers that will make all the difference to their their day or their movement or um, What's what's one sort of exercise they could do that would make a difference?
1: Get off your computer and go outside for twenty minutes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll cut it down. I'll make it even easier. Ten minutes. Ten Just minutes, there yeah. is nothing that is that pressing that you can't leave and go outside. Um, and take it. Take your shoes off when you're outside is even better. Um. Nice. Yeah.
0: Leave. Go and replenish
1: yourself. Get some fresh air. Get some sunlight into your body. Feel the ground underneath your feet, and um, yeah, you might realise that everything isn't as bad as as what it seems. But no, there's no there's no um, <laughs> magical magical cure or exercise no. or strategy or anything like that. Unfortunately, healthcare is actually quite boring and bland. Um, <laughs> it is it is the doing the basics very well.
0: But my yeah. number one tip is for people to get outside a bit more. Yeah, love it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Viannon. Um, Really enjoyed having you. Great chat and um, I wish you all the best with both the businesses and, um, yeah, and everything going forward. So thank you again. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's WBN Member Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share it across your socials or snap a photo where you're listening from and send it to us via Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. If you're interested to find out more about WBN or want to sign up as a member, head to www.wheatbeltbusinessnetwork.com.au.